This is the For the Culture Podcast. I'm your host, Luke Diamond, with my man, Jason Spears. Jason, it's good to see you. It's been a little while. I kind of took the offseason off as we now head into our sixth season of For the Culture. Ballard's first year was our first year. Pagano's last year, and now every year of Reich's career, his tenure in Indianapolis. So it's good to see you. It's good to be back. And we're finally giving the people what they've wanted because they've been asking for a video for quite a while. And we'll see how this goes. Absolutely, man. It's great to be back. Uh, good to see you, man. It's been a fun five years. Should be even better. It could be the best year of, of all of them. Um, we started off the first year was it was a struggle. Uh, we were not good, um, but but the but the spoofs were great, man. Everybody loved oh, those. Yeah. So that made this listen, guys being back on camera. Listen, guys, that's what it's all about. Haven't been on <laughs> camera since doing the Chuck Pagano spoofs. Those things were great, man. So that got us through that, and a lot of fans through that too. Uh, that that horrible season, but now we're in a good spot, and I'm excited to be back. It's been a rough off season for me personally with health stuff, and you took a break, I know. Um, but it's good to be back. I'm really pumped about the season. I'm ready to get rolling, man. You're good, and you look good. You look good. You look healthy. So I'm glad to see you back. Appreciate that, man. Back in action, Appreciate and as we head into week one of the preseason now, up at Buffalo on Saturday. Some big news from Zach Kiefer. Matt Ryan could play up to a full quarter in week one of the preseason. And when you look at Reich's tenure in Indianapolis, the two biggest knocks, Jacksonville at Jacksonville, whenever we play at Jacksonville, and week one performances. Two years ago, we saw that overlap the first year, the year of Phillip Rivers. That week one game was at Jacksonville, which is a complete you-know-what storm. Even when the Jaguars go on to lose their next 15 games, you know they're going to beat us. A, at home, or B, if it's week one, because the Colts haven't won week one since 2013. And when you look at Frank Reich's time in Indianapolis, and we've given him the benefit of the doubt in this situation because it's new quarterback after new quarterback. So year one, you have Andrew Luck coming off an injury. Year two, you have Jacoby Brissett. Out of nowhere, the last three weeks of the preseason, you have to get him up to speed, and you have to go into a full season with a backup quarterback, which is – Terrible. And then the following year, Phillip Rivers, last year, Carson Wentz, and now Matt Ryan. And I think something he's learned is you can't treat the preseason as if it doesn't have an impact in week one. And same thing for training camp. You can't have a country club training camp. You need to treat it like it's live action because when the bullets start flying week one, if you're not prepared, you will get punched in the mouth, even if it is the one in 15 Jacksonville Jaguars like we saw a couple of years ago. So you have the Texans week one, Jaguars week two, two teams that aren't great on paper. We should win both those games. And I think any team in the league looking at those two would look at those as very winnable or must win games. For us, it happens to be two of our more difficult games when you just look at recent history because we struggle week one and we struggle at Jacksonville. And every year we're getting the new quarterback accustomed to the offense, the players, yep. the receivers, everything going on. So this year now we have Matt Ryan and playing, which we didn't really see from Carson Wentz last year in the preseason playing in the week one game, which I think is huge because you want to catch him up to speed as soon as possible. Cause you can't afford to lose games to teams like the Texans or Jaguars early in the season. It'll catch up with you every single time. A hundred percent. And uh, you know, the thing with, Last year, I mean, it was just a nightmare from the start. I mean, if you remember, Wentz got hurt, didn't play much, and he didn't play at all. I mean, he we there, you know, remember the eight week? They said he was going to be out eight weeks, and it was really not that. But um, Matt Ryan is closer to Philip Rivers. I think he's going to be a better version of Philip Rivers. He's more mobile in the pocket. Uh, I think he's 
he's got all the attributes that 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 um that Phil has or had. Uh, so I think it's going to be a big year for Matt Ryan, and I think he probably wants to play that that first quarter to get game reps with his new receivers. We're very young at receiver, no T.Y. Hilton. We had, didn't sign any real vets. We brought in Alec Pierce. Um, you know, Doolin's back, Pitt's back, Campbell, will he stay healthy? I don't know. Until I see it, I tend not to believe it. Um, so we have we have a lot of young receivers and the t- new, and the new tight ends as well. Branson's really young, only his second year, and then you got Jelani Woods and Ogletree. So this is big for our offense I, and also our defense. It's a new scheme, more you know, three deep, more or not three deep, but more cover three. And so you know, it's it's going to be big for our entire team to get some game reps. Training camp is great, but getting out there playing against a different colored jersey is is important as well. Mm-hmm. And we haven't won week one since 2013. That's a long time. We're going it's, on a full decade, Jason, of not winning week ones. And we had some good teams in that span. Not great yeah. teams, but teams that shouldn't be losing week one to Jacksonville, no. a 1-15 team. So no, and then I agree with you, back man. to the Peyton Manning era, I think we've only won once week one, and that was 2013 when the Raiders had a wide receiver at quarterback. We haven't won right. since 2009. Right. right. We went to the Super Bowl and beat the Jets in the AFC Championship. Uh-huh. So yeah. It's been a long time. We haven't beat a, an actual quarterback since 2009 because Terrell Pryor was not a quarterback. He played wow. quarterback. But so he that's what? Actually. That's 2010 till now. That's 12 years. You're looking at like a one in, like a one 11. in 11, a one in 12 record over that time span. Brutal. It's brutal. That I is mean, brutal. This, but Luke, th- this is the thing we have to understand as fans. The first two games, everyone's going to say, oh, we're no, it's not as simple as rolling your helmet out there. We have to come to play, be ready to play. I don't care if it's Houston, Jacksonville. We've seen teams, if we're not prepared to play, it doesn't matter. It's the NFL. They got good players. This isn't, you're not going to get a Northwestern State. Exactly. Or so, you know, exactly. It's you, not college you, football. Right. And you're playing. The and talent, Lawrence is, yeah, the is talent be better is much and, more and evenly spread. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean. We have to be ready. There cannot be a slip up early in those two games because after that, our home games, while they're at home, are still Kansas City and Tennessee. And those are going to be extremely tough games to win. Now, I think we can win them, but you want to start off 2-0 and as opposed to 0-2 or 1-1. and So it's, it, I think everything starts from, obviously, training camp, but then you move into the games. And I think preseason games matter, not in the sense of wins and losses, obviously. No. But the repetitions the you get with your teammates and, and, and getting those guys involved and playing. And, and obviously you don't want anybody getting hurt. That's a no. risk all the time. That's a risk walking on the f- field. You could yeah. you could be jogging and tear your ACL. I mean, weird things happen. But cool. I do like that they're going to play Matt Ryan. I do like the young receivers getting out there. I don't think Paris Campbell's going to play. He's had a tight hamstring. I don't think they're even going to try to risk it with him. But no. with the young guys like And we've Pierce, been saying it for three years about Paris Campbell. Paris right. Campbell has been labeled on this podcast time and time again for multiple seasons now as a house money player. I have no expectation for him to be out there. I would not put any of my own money on him playing more than four games this year. So every time he gets out there and he plays a game, especially after September, to me, it's house money. I do not expect him to play a snap in October, November, December, or in the playoffs. Now, yeah, I'm a show me going to happen. That doesn't mean he's going to get hurt, right. but that means if I see him in November, that's a free game. That's like I automatically get a number two receiver out of nowhere. He just falls out of the sky because right now I don't expect it because up until this point, there's been no proof of concept that he could stay on the field. 
At this Agreed. point, he, does, he has NFL talent, but Absolutely. he does not have an NFL body. He doesn't have the NFL durability you need to make it through a month, let alone make it through a full season, going into the playoffs, and being a big-time player. Like, Pittman's proved it. Other guys have proved it. Jonathan Taylor's right. proved it. Some of our other young players. I haven't seen it yet from Paris Gamble. And I hope I'm wrong, but I'm just talking about fact till this point. The future. Uh, no, it's, it's we'll kind of like happens. me with the – yeah, it's kind of like me with the Jacksonville thing. Until I see it, I mean, it hasn't happened in so long. Until I see it, it's I'm, I'm, show it to me. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, but, yeah, I, I mean, Paris, the crazy thing about Paris, and I don't know if I've, if I've ever mentioned this on the show, but he never got injured at Ohio State. Not one time. He was Not never hurt. And he comes here, and it's just – and the crazy thing is, I was so – I was as excited as Frank was when we got him because I saw the film, and he's so explosive. And when he gets to play – he is productive, but the problem is it's so infrequent and he never gets into a rhythm and we've never really seen the peak of what he can do because he can't stay on the field. So, um, you know, it, it, you hope this is the year, but you can't count on it. So those other guys, you know, the back end receiver guys are going to have to step up. They're going to have to step up. The young guys going to have to step up. Pierce is going to have to step up. Um, I think, I think, but I, at the end of the day, I think that this team's identity is going to be built on the running game. Obviously they're going to pass but I think it's going to be built on physical offensive line play, a great defense, great special teams, and a veteran heady quarterback. And I think it's going to lead us to, I think it will lead to a division title. I've already predicted 13 and four. I think this is going to be a special year for the Colts. I'm really pumped about it. So I, I want everybody out there to know I'm not negative Jason. I'm, I'm positive. I'm all on board with this, man. I couldn't be happier to be off the Carson Wentz uh, carousel and on, you know, with, on some on some standard firm ground with Matt Ryan so I'm ready to go man absolutely and I'm ready to get into this week one preseason game preview as you guys know in the preseason we don't go through matchups key matchups stuff like that just a couple things to watch in offense a couple things to watch on defense this is really more of a scouting period than anything else the team's working on certain things that they hope to translate into the season we're just looking for things that we're curious about things that we haven't seen things that we can't see because neither jason or i live in indianapolis we haven't been in the training camp so there's a couple things we want to see but before we get into that guys manscaped oh. if you don't have this jason how great is your manscaped it's unbelievable, man. It's the best. I recommend it. Every guy needs one. Every guy, Every needs, guy one. needs one. Jason, it's truer words have never been spoken. <laughs> this one's a little bit different, too. I just got this one in the mail. It's called the Weed Whacker. Not for downstairs. This is for upstairs. It's actually for your nose. And oh, I need one of those. thrilled because she's always telling me to trim my nose hairs. And I'm like, I don't know how to do that. I don't have the proper tools. This right here. The now weed whacker from Manscaped. So you're grooming your whole body from head to toe, of course, around the waist and, you know, our special male areas. But this right here, I mean, <laughs> super chic, sleek, amazing, fits right in your hand. Yeah, it's real small. Tremendous. Yeah, it's, that's dope, man. Bro, they gave us this whole box. You got the oh, box? Oh, yeah, I think I – yeah, I got the box. I haven't even opened it yet, man. Oh, you got to open it. Y'all, when no you question. Open it, we have ball deodorant. Baldy, oh, ball deodorant, wow. and you guys can get all this and more 20% off and free shipping with promo code culture C O L T U R E ball toner. Jason, have you used your ball toner yet? Uh, I have absolutely not used ball toner, Luke, but uh, no. I'll be sure to let the fans know. Ball deodorant, ball toner. I mean, it's incredible. The weed whacker, the lawnmower, you could get it all. Promo code culture C O L T. 
U-R-E at manscaped.com for 20% off. I'm going to use this stuff. And then after the week one preseason recap against Buffalo, I'll let you guys know what I thought of it and if it works in the bedroom. So yeah, let's get right to it, man. Manscaped is is killing the game. They are killing it. First off, it's just so smooth. Like everything is made so well. Like I need to see if they have like razor razors because I would, this is premium quality stuff. I yeah, have great. complaints. I'm going to use it right here on camera. Look at <laughs> Yeah, guys. Oh, ah, it's a whole new world. He feels Makes better sense. now. All right, so let's get into it, Jason. Let's start on the offensive side of the football. Again, it's not about how many points can we score? How do we beat Buffalo? This is not a strategic way to win the game. This is what are we looking for and how do we prepare this team for week one? The first thing we're looking for, on the offensive side of the football is the offensive line and specifically the depth of the offensive line week one of the preseason in Buffalo. Yeah. I mean, we've got some new starters over there. Um, you know, uh, Pryor's there. Ray, Raymond is there. Uh, I want to see the young tackle play. I know he's had a little bit of a hard time with Ngakwe uh, in, in training camp. So I want to see those guys. And then Penter getting, a, getting to start finally. And I think he's earned it. I love guys like Penter that, you know, weren't necessarily drafted high, but come in and, uh, you know, really work and they get a chance to start. So I'm really excited to see those guys. And obviously the backup guys, there's a lot of depth guys. Uh, Dennis Kelly, the kid we got from UConn and we signed as a uh, undrafted free agent for, I don't, for the most money, I think we paid Uh, Ryan Van, I think Vandemark is his name. Um, I want to see him play and just, you know, we, we lost Lewinsky, we lost Reed. So you just want to see guys like Fries and the other guys. Does anybody step up that I'm not talking about? Um, you know, obviously, I don't think we're going to see a lot of the, the core four guys. Um, but I do want to see the backups and how they handle, you know, the, the offense, how they move. I, I, I've heard that the, the offense has been much crisper with Matt Ryan's, the, the, the speed in which they run things. Um I think we'll, we'll remind fans of Peyton Manning, not necessarily in the way he plays per se, but in the in the way everything is sped up. With Wentz, everything seems so slow. Phil was kind of a little slower, but he knew what he was doing, so it wasn't as bad. I think with Matt Ryan, you're going to see he's going to remind you of Peyton a little bit. He's got a lot of Peyton now. So, but back to the O line, I'm excited to see those guys, the young guys, play and see who steps up because I, 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 this year I think we might have the best depth that we've had so i'm excited to see it. we'll see yeah that's definitely been one of our biggest issues the offensive line 100%. as far as starters back to with costanzo even last year although fisher was had his ups and downs and primarily downs for what we expected coming into the year granted he was coming off an injury but now you look at the depth and on paper this is the best we felt about the second string offensive line guys and when we started this podcast we had questions all over the place as far as the offensive line. It was pretty much everybody but Anthony Costanzo, who's now retired. And then you look at what Chris Ballard's been able to build in the trenches, and now the guys who are sitting behind the guys who are starting in the trenches. Very similar for thing number two, we're looking on the offensive side of the football. Who is going to distinguish themselves as playmakers, the backup wide receivers, the backup tight ends? We have a lot of young guys in this room, of course, a guy like Alec Pierce, you're expecting big things from. Maybe not right out the gate. We have to be patient, as you have to be patient with all young players. But then you have some guys 
that are looking to make this roster that don't have a spot solidified that are going into the preseason with a chip on their shoulder. And we've seen other guys in the past. We've seen guys like Zach Pascal, who's now a Philadelphia Eagle, really earn a roster spot by how he played in the preseason. I'm blanking on the kid last year. Who was the Division II guy? Oh, Strong. Yeah, Mike Strong. I mean, that's a guy last year I thought he kind of solidified his spot. We've seen Pat. Patman had a good preseason last year. So these are guys that we haven't really seen a ton out of them as far as the regular season goes, but they had spots on that 53-man roster because of this time last year. And now we expect guys like that to take the next step in 2022. Yeah, I'm really interested to see how this plays out because Strong is probably going to be on the pop to start the season. So that gives another uh, receiver an op, you know, a chance to make the team. I think a guy like Kiki Kuti could make the team. He, he's he's a electric type player. He's in the mold of a, a T.Y. Hilton. He hasn't really produced a ton, but he's been doing a good job in training camp from what I've heard. So I'm excited to see him. Obviously, you want to see Patman start to elevate his game, Pierce elevate his game. Obviously, the adjustment um, with Pierce is great, but – He's been going against Stefan Gilmore every day in practice, and he's been getting his ass handed to him a little bit. But I think that's good because there's not a lot of corners in this league that are better than Stefan Gilmore one-on-one impress man coverage. So I'm excited to see him. The, the Titans are really excited me. They're very big. I mean, the two guys we got, Luke, are bigger than – I think they're as big – well, not they're not bigger. They're as big as Moali Cox. Uh, Jelani Woods is 6'7". I think Ogletree is 6'5". Ogletree's really been having a great camp from what I've heard. Um, so those two backups. And then Granson. Everybody forgets Granson, but he's in his second year, really needs to step up. So, yeah, I'm excited to see those skill guys that I think are definitely going to be on the roster. I don't think there's any question that the four tight ends are going to be on the roster. And then probably Doolin, I want to see. Patman, uh, Kuti. I think I, I just am excited to see them in game action and see them make make plays because we have had a ton of guys that have killed it in training camp and they haven't done anything during their chances in games. So I want to see them step up in the game. Yeah, well, he's actually made some plays in in a preseason game. That's what I'm saying. No, I'm saying I was saying from the preseason to real game. Right, right. Because even if you have a good preseason, that doesn't automatically translate to the regular season. So there's stages, there's steps. You go from a good practice player to a good preseason game player to a good regular season game player. And then you have guys that are perennial pro bowlers that don't show up in the playoffs and they get criticized for that. So there's levels to this before you become a Tom Brady, where you elevate your game every step of the way and you play your best football in January and February. So we used to like Ben Bandigou wrecked it last year in the preseason. The guy couldn't even get his number called in the regular season. He wasn't even dressing for some regular season games and he looked like, a Hall of Famer and earned himself a gold jacket. Reggie White Jr. Reggie White Jr. How many sacks did he have last year in the preseason? Like seven? Uh, I don't know. And and in practice? I mean, everybody's pumped about him just this this year, just because Flus is gone and they think, uh, you know, he's going to, he's going to be magically better with Gus Bradley. I hope he is, but I I haven't seen anything that's going to make me believe that that's made me believe that, but that's just, most people yeah. love Banigou. I'm not. I, well, again, I it's the proof of concept during the regular seasons. The same thing right. with beating Jacksonville. Can we go to Jacksonville and beat Jacksonville? Can we win week one? Right. Well, these are things we haven't seen in years. We haven't right. seen a win at Jacksonville since 2014. We haven't seen a win week one since 2013. We haven't seen Paris Campbell stay healthy, period, right. in his career. So like, these are things like you have to see it when it matters. Like Ben Banigou, we have to see it 
when it matters. I so think I, to, I will say I will say this about about Banigou. I do think this staff fits his style better. I think Flus's defense was a little different. It was this this defense is an attacking front. I think if he's going to succeed, if he, my my thing is this: if he doesn't succeed in this defense, yeah, he'll never. He's succeed. he's a bust. That makes so. sense. But um, yeah, back to the offense. Yeah, I, I just want to see those young guys get out there and get their feet wet and play well. Don't turn the ball over. Make some plays. Don't get hurt. And our final thing to watch offensively, pretty similar to the first two. I mean, first one we're watching O line depth, then we're watching right. receiver depth. Now running back depth, and there's a lot of competition at this position. I remember back when you were going over the draft and those undrafted yeah. free agents, a lot of really talented guys that you thought were going to be drafted in the fifth, sixth rounds that fell to undrafted free agents. And we were lucky enough to be able to sign after the draft in April. So what about those guys battling it out for that final running back spot or two on this roster? Yeah, I really, really like these running backs. Um, uh, Philip Lindsay's the vet that we signed and I, most likely he's going to make the team, but I had somebody asked me if I thought there'd be a surprise cut I, based on some of these guys that we've signed. Uh, I really like Devontae Price out of Florida International. He's big, physical, he's fast. He doesn't screw around. He's a between-the-tackles guy. Uh, then we got a guy like C.J. Burdell, who is like a Naheem Hines-type player who's small. His biggest issue has been, you know, he cannot – he couldn't stay healthy at Oregon. But I think a guy like Burdell could be – you know, you know you're going to take Rodgers off returning kicks probably. You could have Burdell return kicks. He did it at Oregon. He was really good. So – and then you got the kid we brought in from Baltimore, Williams – so there's so much talent. And Deion Jackson, who we signed last year for a ton of money, I mean, for an undrafted free agent. So there is a lot of talent as far as running backs go outside of the two guys, outside of Hines, and obviously the number one back in the league right now, Jonathan Taylor. We have a lot behind it. And I'm really pumped to see those guys because they've all got a lot of talent. Thing number four to watch on offense, Jonathan Taylor. Does he make this roster? Do you think so? <laughs> uh, I, think, I, think, I think he's safe, Luke. You think so? Well, that's good to know. It's all good. Let's flip over now to the defensive side of the football. Key number one, or thing one to watch on the defensive side of the football. The young players making their debuts, guys drafted, young players now. Their first real crack at live NFL football. Absolutely. Guy I'm going to have my eye on, and I cannot wait to watch, and I think you're going to love him, Luke. Is uh, the safety we saw uh, we, that we drafted out of Maryland, Nick Cross? We we moved up to draft him. He's got a lot of Bob Sanders in him. Maybe not as physically imposing, but he is fast as hell. Reads diagnoses very quickly. He's a big time hitter. Um, very fast. You pair him with Julian Blackman back there. I mean, it's going to be a nightmare to try to throw deep against this defense. So I'm excited to watch him. Uh, we, we have other guys, a uh, kid I like out of Cincinnati, defensive tackle, Curtis Brooks. I really like a lot. I think he was a steal of this draft for the Colts. I think he's a big-time player that's going to get better as he goes. Um, and then you got guys like Banigou, who I just want to see if, if he's going to fit what we want him to fit. Dio, I mean, just all those guys that haven't played as much, I want to see if they've taken the next step, see them you know, make plays and, and do things maybe that we haven't seen from them before. So, but for me, I love preseason because I love watching these young guys and you, and you just get a feel for like, wow, the ceiling on this player could be up here, you know? And so I'm really pumped to watch Nick Cross play. EJ Speed's going to play a lot. Um, I think they're going to move Okereke to, to Will and Shaq Leonard to Mike in this defense because 
um, be, for the run. I can't because, get with the Shaq Leonard. I just can't get with it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's going to take some getting used to, but I'm just going to call him what the man wants to be called. No, of course. But, I'm going to try, but every time you say, like, when you said, I was like, do we get a new player? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's a good point. I mean, and we went through with Okereke last year. It took me forever to do that. I know. Uh, that was just calling Bobby because I can't. I, you know how bad I am with pronunciation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I'm, and I wanted to mention EJ Speed too. Um, I, I'm. If you remember that Arizona game, he was he was great in that game. Really did a good, outstanding job. So I'm, and he's been on the show. He's a friend of the show. I'm really excited to see him get a chance to play a lot of football as well. So you know, it's more about like when the season starts, we talk about the other teams and what we're going to have to do and all that. The preseason is simply about us and evaluating our talent. And so that's what we're going to do offensively, defensively, and on special teams. Yep. Number two thing to watch defensively, the edge rushers. You named a couple of them already in the last one when we talked about the young players, but specifically those edge spots and not just the young guys, but we brought in a couple of vets as well. Yeah, I think I want to see Dio out there. I want to see Banigo out there. I want to see what those two guys can do. that we signed a guy from Minnesota. Uh, I'm not really sure how to pronounce his name. It's very close to Odangbo, but it's not. So I'm not going to try to, I'm not going to try to say it, but uh, he's, he's got experience with Minnesota playing the edge. Uh, so I think he's going to have an opportunity to make the roster. I really think it comes down to him or Banigou. I think Banigou probably has the, the upper hand because he's younger. Um, but Banigou's going to have to earn it, man. He's going to have to go out there and play because this kid from Minnesota has experience. He started games in this league. So um, you know, if you guys want to know who it is, just look it up on the Colts roster. I can't say his name. It's close to a dangbo though. So uh, I'm excited to see those guys and just see what, if any leaps they've made as far as rushing the quarterback from, from that angle and, and just in this different defense. It's a little different. Like I said, it's a pressure front. Fluces wasn't really, it wasn't an attack front. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I would say this defense is closer to the one we ran with Freeney and Mathis, where it was kind of like stop the run on the way of the quarterback. I think this defense is going to be more, uh, you're not going to see them hold teams to 30 yards rushing. It's it's going to be about getting to in the backfield and getting to the quarterback. So teams are going to be able to run a little bit against us, but that's the, you know, it's, it's the give and take of playing defense. If you give up a little bit running, you take away the pass. I think that's better in the end anyway. So we'll see what happens, but I, yeah, I want to watch those young edge rushers. And the final thing to watch is the speed. How fast does this defense play? You mentioned the Freeney Mathis defense. That was all about that was all about speed. Now we'll see how fast we are with this new look defense. Yeah, with this Gus Bradley defense, I'm excited because it's different, but it's going to have a lot of the same things in it that Flus did that worked well. Um, I like the attack front. I like the press. The biggest difference you're going to see with Gus Bradley is the press coverage. He plays not nothing, pretty much 95% of his of his corner play is press, which I believe in. I believe if I'm coaching, I want my guy pressing every time because it makes that receiver take a split second, which in an NFL is a long time to have to get off that bump to get to the route. So I really like that. Um, it's about picking up this defense. It's about how fast can they can they adjust to the terminology changes and can they play fast? And I think it's, you know, I think just in general, like you say, there's steps to everything. There's there's levels to it. With this, I think it's going to be every week you're going to see incremental improvement, incremental, you know, speed improvement, rushing to the ball, 
getting to the quarterback, whatever the calls are, I think you're going to see that improve. I'm not expecting a masterpiece week one, but I do want to see how far they've come since starting training camp to this first preseason game with this defense and how well they've adjusted to it, because it is a little different than Flus's defense. Absolutely. And I'm just excited to see them get out there. We're one week closer now to the regular season starting up that game against Houston. So we're going out to Buffalo, a place we played pretty well last year against the Buffalo Bills. It's not really a game where it's like, oh, it's time for them to get revenge. Although, Jason, although oh, some may argue that this <laughs> is like the Super Bowl because you're dish. I mean, Chuck did say it was the Super Bowl for the like, 2017 team. At Buffalo, a preseason game at Buffalo. If that coaches doesn't were coaching. say Super Bowl, I don't know what does. Co- coaches were coaching, players were playing. Remember Listen, guys. Coaches were coaching, players were playing. It was like the Super Bowl, because it is. I should, I wasn't going to do this. <laughs> oh, Chucky. That really happened, guys. That actually happened. It, it was in the locker talk. Yep. It, it was. It really did happen. And it's it's par for the course for Chuck, for Charles. It's true. It's true. And, guys, one more time before we go, oh, Manscaped, yeah. 20% off, promo code CULTURE. This stuff is so nice, Jason. I mean, all of it is just look at that. A little little yeah. flashlight when you're downstairs doing a little it's very it's very handy. You don't need very it doesn't handy. have a lot of cords and doesn't no, no, I mean everything. I didn't completely unpack, but like the charging station, right? Look how chic this is. The charging station goes yeah. here, the plug goes right back here. There's right. no plug on this, it's waterproof. You could do it in the shower, you could do your chest, your stomach, whatever you need. With this, underarms, whatever you want to shave, you could use with this in the shower, which is perfect because it's waterproof. Plug goes right back here. You keep this on your thing. It looks good. It's very, like, new age. Yeah, you can take it with you on the road. Right now, and it's 2022. So this is just fantastic. I can't wait to try it out. Definitely this, which I already tried a little bit on camera. Fantastic. Fantastic product. Great company. Manscaped. Go to manscaped.com. Promo code CULTURE, C-O-L-T-U-R-E, for 20% off and free shipping. Everything is like, oh, you pay this, and then they hit you with those fees with the shipping, shipping and handling. Out. And all of a sudden, it's like, wait, wait, I bought this for 20 bucks, and all of a sudden, <laughs> it cost me 55 bucks. It's like, yeah, because we got you for shipping and handling. And they don't even handle it that well, and it takes forever to ship. But not Manscaped. Manscaped will get to you. Timely manner for free, free shipping. Promo code CULTURE, C-O-L-T. U R E, you will not be disappointed. The bold deodorant, the bold toner, all this incredible, incredible stuff. Stuff you didn't even think you need, but you do at manscaped.com. Jason, it was so much fun to do this. We haven't done a podcast in a little while. We've never done a video podcast. So this was cool right. to do for the first time. So, guys, let us know in the comment section if you like the video. If not, we'll probably stop doing it because it's a lot more work for Jason and I to meet up, to look good to have good lighting and everything. Sometimes I record in my car, record under my bed. I record in the crazy of the bathroom, whatever it might be, using my Manscaped products in the bathroom. But (laughs) now we're set up. It's like we're TV stars. So if you guys like it, let us know. We'll keep doing it here on the For the Culture podcast. Jason, any last words? Yeah, man, I I feel it feels great to be back with you. I'm excited. Um, I just... It, it's not the same when I'm doing a show by myself it, this, because this is us. This is what we've done since 2017. And I'm really happy to be back. I'm really 
I'm really, really excited about this football team. I think the defense has a chance to be extremely good, special if everything comes together. Uh, I think Gilmore is a huge add. I think Ngakwe is a huge add. I think Nick Cross is a huge add. Um, so, yeah, I think this defense, if it's not better than last year, something's wrong because they're very, very talented and they've got depth everywhere. So all three levels, they have Pro Bowl players and their backup depth is really good as well. So I'm really pumped uh, about the season and I'm, I can't wait to get going. I hope I love this. I would love to do a live stream and, have, yeah. you know, talk to the fans on YouTube and, you know, and do that. I've seen a lot of different uh, podcasts, Colt podcasts and, and other teams podcasts do that. I would love to do that. If you guys want that, comment that. We'll, we will do it. We, we're Absolutely. here for you. We're a conduit for you. So if you want that, just let us know. Without a doubt. That's my man, Jason Spears, guys. I'm your host, Luke Diamond. This was a lot of fun. We'll be back either Saturday night, Sunday afternoon, sometime this weekend, maybe even leak it into Monday with the week one game recap. It's a preseason game, so I'm sure nobody's banging the door down for our reaction, but there's a lot of stuff to watch and a lot of stuff that we'll come in and react to come maybe, I would say we'll shoot for Sunday with the recap. Guys, right here on the Fourth Culture Podcast.